Northwest Ohio. Are you tired of just surviving? Are you ready for some fresh ideas? You've come to the right place. The Thrive Tribe 419 podcast features local experts in wellness and experiencing the best life has to offer in the Midwest. Let's thrive together. Happy Thanksgiving, Tribe. You are listening to episode 20, A Celiac Holiday with Natalie White, featuring bonus guest Adam Hansen from ToledoEats.com. This episode is a little bit different than what I normally do because I have two guests this, this time. And if you listen all the way to the end, um, you'll hear Adam Hansen from ToledoEats.com talking about his project, which is raising awareness of restaurant to- choices in downtown Toledo. And he's trying to help strengthen the community to help the region thrive for everyone. Um, Adam is a partner at Seed Coworking. He is a digital marketer, a lifelong learner, and traveler. He does offer personal business consulting and social media marketing, um, and he also has a really cool Instagram page called Toledo Eats 419. If you want to check out and um, check it out, look at some really yummy pictures of food, and um, share a passion for eating. And the restaurants that he'll be talking about at the end, he has personally tried and really loves. He loves the service, the atmosphere, the um, the food, and uh, knows some of the owners and chefs at these places because he's been um, working in downtown Toledo for a long time. Um, he does not have food allergies, but he is familiar with some of the places that do Um, work with people that do have food allergies and food sensitivities. So that's a pretty cool little bonus at the end. So be sure to listen all the way through so you can catch him. But first of all, I want to tell you about my friend Natalie. Uh, Natalie and I met because we both have daughters that attend programs at our public library. And um, maybe it was her kid asking for a gluten-free snack that kind of clued me in that this family had something in common with my own. Um, I learned that Natalie has, she's a foodie. She really loves to cook and um, bake and everything she makes is gluten-free. She has a totally gluten-free kitchen. And, um, when I broke my shoulder last February, Natalie came to my rescue baking gluten-free cupcakes for my daughter's birthday party while she was moving into a new home. It was Like the days leading up to when she was moving and the day of her moving, she dropped the cupcakes off as people were moving furniture from her old house to her new house. So (laughs) thanks, Natalie. You're a good friend. Um, I'm so glad that Natalie agreed to be on my podcast to talk about celiac disease and cooking and baking with celiac because um, this is really a, a growing concern for many families and can even be a point of contention sometimes for people who that don't understand the magnitude of the problem. But like any other food allergy or intolerance, it does need to be taken seriously because a person's health and well-being is the consequence if they eat something that they are allergic to. But never fear, Natalie is here to help with an explanation of celiac disease, how to detect gluten in food, 
and how to help celiac families have a healthy holiday experience. In addition to this podcast episode, many of you may not know, but I am a freelance writer as well, and I do write feature stories for the Farmland News, which is a Northwest Ohio print-only newspaper, and the Farmland News will be publishing my feature story on Natalie and celiac cooking and baking in their January 16th health and wellness edition. Now, this story is going to be a little bit different than this podcast, um, This story is going to include some pictures of Natalie's food, and it's also going to include some recipes that you can try. So be sure to order your copy of this newspaper. You can call the Farmland News at 419-445-9456 to have the newspaper delivered right to your door. Pretty cool, huh? Now there's one more thing I wanted to mention before we get started. It is something I think is such a valuable tool. This is something that Natalie introduced me to about a year ago and I've been using it as well and it has really come in handy. It's an app. It's totally free. It's called Find Me Gluten Free. I have an iPhone but I'm guessing it's available for Android as well. So if you look up Find Me Gluten Free Get it on your phone, and when you're out driving around, if you're traveling somewhere you're not familiar with, or maybe even in your own hometown, uh, check out the restaurants that are available in the area with gluten-free offerings. The nice thing about this app is that it's very user-friendly, so you can leave reviews on restaurants that you've tried and a lot of celiacs have left reviews on these restaurants on there so you can actually see how many stars they've given it you can see if anyone's gotten sick from something that they've eaten there Um, see what the food tastes like see what the atmosphere is hear about the quality of the service all of those kinds of things so very cool and it gives you all the information for website telephone um, it gives you a map so you can figure out how to get there. It gives you the address so you can put it into your GPS, all that good stuff. Um, So find me gluten-free, gotta get it. All right, let's get started. Hey, Natalie. Hi, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) We're drinking tea. It's really yummy. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming over today. You're welcome. And it's kind of funny because I think this is the first time we've ever hung out where we haven't had our kids with us. That's true. And it is very quiet. Still very quiet. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I know. We almost didn't get the podcast done. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it, it all works out somehow in the end. So we are talking about, um, having celiac disease and gluten and all of that, but First, I want to ask you, how are you thriving in the 419? Um, <laughs> that is a hard question to answer. Um, I am thriving by, you know, um, growing and being content in the Northwest Ohio with my small kids, raising them here, um, and finding contentment where we're at. Um, I really did not like Northwest Ohio growing up, and now that I have kids, I absolutely love it. And I love discovering walking by the library and the little shops downtown, and um, I'm just raising my kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel the same way. 
you know, I moved away for a long time and came back, and I have mixed feelings about the town. There are some things, Town of Defiance is what we're talking about, but I guess Northwest Ohio in general, like, um, there are some things that I don't like, and then there are a lot of things, especially through doing this podcast and meeting people and finding um, like-minded people and all these great resources that I didn't even know about before. Um, I'm liking it more and more all the time. Me too. And I'm always, we talk about moving sometimes. I, I would have a really hard time moving away from the resources I found and, you know, how nice it is for me and my family here. Yeah. Agreed. So, are the holidays difficult for your family, having celiac? You've been diagnosed with celiac, but I know that your daughter had for sure has some sensitivities. She for sure does, and she is currently, well, gluten-free, dairy-free, and dye-free. And um, it's it's strangely not hard at all. I think maybe at first it was. It's been five years since I've been gluten-free, and it's... It, it's there's a learning curve for sure, but now it's really easy. And, um, you know, I cook all the food and my whole family comes over and everybody has been really graceful and we kind of don't even make it like a thing. So if I can, if I can cook it, um, it's always like nicely accepted. And I spend a good month like doing things ahead of time in my free time since everything has to be made from scratch. Right, that's so much work. So how many people do you normally have over? Um, I This year there's probably going to be 10 extra people, maybe. 10 or 11. Wow. So we Good cook a lot. You. We cook a lot. And my girls love it. I mean, we already have some gluten and dairy-free rolls from scratch made in my freezer for Thanksgiving. So that's part of the key, I guess, which yes. I don't do so well planning. is planning yeah. ahead and preparing ahead, and I guess I need to do that, because I'm going to be doing um, some Christmas entertaining this year, and um, the last two years I've cooked a meal for our family that comes from out of town, and I feel like it's so much work, but they usually love the food. Like, they don't even realize sometimes that it's yeah. gluten-free or dairy-free, Unless they ask or I tell them, and then they're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, I don't mention it, because usually then people don't want to try it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It helps, and it helps to have everything already made, because on the day of Thanksgiving, I like to like hang out with my family and kids, so then I can just pull things out, and I have everything ready to go. But I, it's taken me a few years to get here, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a learning curve to it. Hi, my name is Lynn Heitmeyer. My company is Immaculate Marriages and based in Defiance, Ohio. I am an ordained marriage officiant licensed by the American Marriage Ministries. Immaculate Marriages is a unique opportunity for couples of any race, gender, faith-based, or secular beliefs to unite in a beautiful, lawful ceremony. My goal is to provide a beautiful wedding ceremony designed for each couple's unique personality and desires. I will work with the couple to design the ceremony according to their needs. For the wedding ceremony of your dreams, please find me on Facebook at Immaculate Marriages or text me at 419-439-0742. Again, text me at 419-439-0742. 
I look forward to providing you with beautiful lifetime memories. So can you tell us what celiac disease is in kind of simple terms? Um, I always look at it as, well, it's an autoimmune disease, so it's a little bit different than, you know, you can have the slice of pizza and you'll be all right. You know, if you, with a stomach ache, um, I have like a full body response. I get really sick and it can last um, a week or two for me. Um, you know, I'll get joint pain and everything else from it. And, you know, it's there's intestinal damage and that's what's a little bit different. Like if I, I can't just sneak it in there, it has to be completely gone because it can leave permanent damage. Right. And... I was um, recently unofficially, officially <laughs> diagnosed with celiac. I'm using air quotes. They can't. They can't really get a true, um, a tried and true diagnosis for me because I will not eat gluten to get the test done. So they can't get a read on really um, whether or not a good a good read on whether or not I have it. Some some of the tests I've done. Um, kind of lean towards yes you do and some of them lean towards no you don't because because of the fact that I haven't eaten gluten for so long yes because they make you want they tell you you have to eat it every day to get the test done and it's really hard I couldn't do one of them but the rest of mine came back so it's a official unofficial air quote right (laughs) but um I was so sick before, and I've had several surgeries, and things have just been terrible for me. And then it was like as soon as I stopped eating gluten, um, my life was just amazingly better. Mm -hmm. I finally quit throwing up every day. Like, that was a win for me. (laughs) And I could finally, you know, gain weight and, you know, live normal life without having to spend, you know time in the restroom throwing up after I went out to eat and things like that. So it's been a huge lifesaver. And my family is super supportive probably because they've seen it's just a night and day difference and, you know, everything. I mean, there's so many symptoms people don't realize, like brain fog or mouth ulcers and -hmm. things that you go through. And it's it's not worth worth it to even try. Right. I I agree. That's why I didn't want to eat the gluten to get... And you have to eat it for, like, such a long time to, in order to get the accurate diagnosis. And why my um, doctor, one of my doctors said, I'm not going to make you get sick to prove this point. Yep. I'm going to act as though your treatment is gluten-free, eat gluten, 100% gluten-free, and if you do better... Because I wasn't 100% before. I was, like, 95%. <laughs> So I was still getting exposed, but she basically said, you know, if you're eating completely gluten-free and you're getting better, you're noticing a difference, then that's all we need to know. We know yes. that you have this problem, and we know that I have some sort of problem with my guts, I guess, because I have this issue with absorbing minerals properly, and that came after the osteoporosis um, diagnosis, but I've had a lot of chronic health issues over the years, and I'm starting to think they were all tied to this issue, and I never knew it. Yes, and that was so frustrating for me because I've gotten my gallbladder removed and my appendix removed, and I was constantly getting sicker all the time, and I had these huge holes in my mouth, and nobody 
put anything together for me for years. And then, you know, it just happened by chance by going to a rheumatologist for possible rheumatoid arthritis. And, you know, I had never heard of celiac disease before. And, you know, it's so funny to realize that just something that you eat can make such a big difference. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have never guessed it was the fact that I ate pizza every day that was causing the problem. (laughs) And, you know, and it was a really hard transition. Um, I I do miss this time of the year, those Christmas trees that come out, those little hostess. Uh But, um, it's, it's strange to even think about how bad I used to feel and how long it can get missed when you're that sick. Yeah, it's funny. I can't even imagine you, like, eating pizza and little <laughs> hostess cakes all the time. <laughs> I can't even imagine you doing that. But I used to eat kind of crappy, too. <laughs> and when you change and you realize how much better you feel, it's amazing to think back, like... Wow, I know. I put that stuff in my body? Huge difference. And yeah, all the stuff that's in it. Because, you know, I can't not read things. I have to read everything that I eat. Or if I'm going to go out to eat somewhere, I have to look into it. So it's brought a lot of mindfulness into, you know, how we eat and take care of ourselves. Hey everyone, it's Matt. If you're like many of us, you struggle to get a good night's sleep. I have two steps to a good night's sleep right here. Step one, while you're lying down, put your right hand flat under your left armpit. Step two, place the middle three fingers of your left hand between your eyebrows. Take several slow, relaxing breaths in and out, releasing the stress of today and the fears of tomorrow. Put to bed the fears that keep you up at night. Go to www.thrivetribe419.com and click on eCourses to schedule today or tomorrow after you wake up from a great night's sleep. So let's talk about ingredients because gluten is found in so many things. So many things. (laughs) And it's called so many different things. And I think sometimes... I have a conspiracy theory, but I think that (laughs) sometimes manufacturers, I've noticed that they can use one ingredient, but call it two or three different things. And it's almost like they're trying to trick you. Like, yes, I would wear my tinfoil hat and say that people try to trick you with them too. There's so many different names and you don't know. I don't even think I know them all at this point, even though I've been gluten free for a while. Um, I mean, there's the typical wheat, barley, and rye, but then I look out for what hydrolyzed protein, whatever that even means. Soy sauce um, always has it. So that, and then I'm always surprised that what has soy sauce in it. So you can't get anything, any packaged sauces or anything with food starch because you don't know if it's from corn or wheat. Um, lately, I've just been sticking for. I have to look for the gluten-free symbol. Oh, okay. And so everything. that's a good thing to look for. Yes, and I've been reluctant to buy anything that doesn't have it on there because I don't always know um, what is in it because I I've, I think I've glutened myself on accident. And then it's unfortunate, too, candies. Um, a lot of times, you know, you can't eat a lot that have barley, malt in them. 
and that leaves out a lot of them. But then, too, if you eat, like, a Reese's, you can't have the holiday candies, and you can't have the mini ones because they're processed differently. I didn't know that. So then you have to be careful because one time my husband was like, oh, here's a bag of mini Reese's. Um, I love you. And then I was sick for the rest of the night. And then we looked it up, and you can't have the minis. Um, So that was really disappointing. But a lot of things you wouldn't think about. So it's been a lot of trial and error and, unfortunately, getting sick and always looking for the little GF on the products that we buy. Yeah, and I think I need to start doing that, too, because I I think I'm getting more sensitive to it. Or maybe I'm more conscious of what's making me sick, and I can see that I've been glutened lately too and yeah I and it's so disappointing because it's hard to eat out because you feel yes. like a jerk for being so adamant about this is gluten free right like what do you cook this with and usually the waitress or waiter the server has to go back and ask the cook or the chef and they have to look up ingredients and Yes, and I hate feeling bad because, you know, a lot of waitresses don't know. And, you know, that's why I said I have to, like, look up on my phone an allergen menu. Um, And a lot of places make it easy and a lot of places don't. And there's been places I've gone to and um, been fine and then gotten sick. And then there's places that have luckily not made me sick yet. (laughs) We, unfortunately, um, recently went to Red Robin. Oh, I can't even talk about that place without getting sick to my stomach. I got so sick after no. eating there, and I ate off, I, well, first of all, sorry if anybody listening to this works at Red Robin, <laughs> yeah. but they have a gluten-free menu. With a gluten-free bun. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't order because they don't have the gluten-free menu printed to order off of. So they had to bring me an iPad with their website pulled up on it, and the website's (laughs) extremely hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. So by the time I ordered, it was like 30 minutes later, just to make sure that I was getting something that was gluten-free. And I still got sick after I ate that. And I I was so disappointed because it was so delicious. I thought (laughs) I had hit the jackpot, you know. So did I. I, um... (sighs) I thought I hit the jackpot with that one, too. And then one time I was like, I even went for it, and I had a milkshake, which is a huge no-no, which you don't always think about. But as a sealer, you don't usually get to have milkshakes places because Uh the way they mix them, and then sometimes the mix of their ice cream is just... And I had one, and I, I was sick. And then the last time we went there... I had a really delicious burger, so I can say that it was really good, mm-hmm. but I, I I threw up for 18 hours straight. I lost three pounds. I got so sick. Oh, my gosh. It was so terrible, and I, can't, I have not been back there since. That's a, My husband doesn't even say the name anymore because <laughs> I have such a horrible, horrible experience there. Um, so we don't go there anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you like Red Robin, I totally Sorry. get it because it is, it is delicious <laughs> it for is so sure. Good. But if so you're good. celiac, maybe not so much. Um, so you've kind of talked about um, that you prefer to prepare food for the holidays, so you yes. know what you're getting and that um, what what the symptoms are if you eat gluten and all of that. But if you were going 
to, let's say, this happens to my family all the time, especially with church, which they're, they're very understanding and they try to help, but it's not always um, what we need. Um, but if somebody's trying to pr- uh, provide like a safe meal for you, what would be... <laughs> I know, it's really hard. It's so scary. I know, it is scary. It's scary for me, too. <laughs> what What would be your suggestion for them? Or would you just say, no, it's not worth it? I would rather um, bring them I out. have... I eat at my mom's. My mom um, and I are pretty close, and we talk about things. And, you know, um, we've... Especially in the beginning, you know, took pictures of things and conversed about what I was able to eat and what was not okay. And we still have to do that with my kids' diet, too. But, um, you know, if it's something like vegetables are usually pretty easy. Like a salad, but then you have to be careful what you put on the salad. Like, obviously, you know, croutons or dressings. You have to be careful if they are thickened or... But, you know, if... I think there's easy things, especially like the holidays, you can do if you know somebody's coming over that's gluten-free. Like if you're thickening your gravy, you could just use cornstarch instead of flour, and that's something Mm -hmm. that's simple to change. Um, There's always gluten-free mixes, which are pretty easy to find now, which is really nice. Um, Aldi's, I think, even has a box stuffing that's gluten-free. They do, and it's really good. <laughs> I haven't tried it. Um, I I make cornbread and make it from scratch. So I haven't tried it, but I've thought about going and stocking up in some boxes to, for the leftovers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's always look for something that has a little GF on it that says it's gluten-free. Um I know there's been a few times where people have had something um, available for me or my kid, you know, at her gymnastics camp that was gluten-free and allergy-friendly, and it it means so much just to have, like, the gesture there, you know. And I like that um, my brother's fiancé is also gluten-free, and it's nice she can come over and just eat whatever, you know, um, I try to make things as allergy friendly as possible. And there's little just simple swaps you can do. Or if you have gluten free flours at home, you could find them really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically looking for the, G- the, the GF, GF <laughs> symbol is going to be the key. The GF, yeah. Or, you know, just little swaps. I don't think if you make cornbread, it's easy to get just the gluten free box versus the mm-hmm. other because they're really simple to make <laughs> yeah I like the Bob's Red Mill brand do you use too. that one I like that one too that's what I make mm-hmm. my stuffing out of that's really good yeah and I know in Defiance we've got Aldi which has some uh, boxed gluten-free and their mm-hmm. stuff is really that's celiac approved friendly and I know recently they removed their breads from the store because um, even though it was GF certified um, there were some people that were having some reactions, so hmm. they actually removed the bread and they redid the whole process of how it was made and checking the ingredients. And they didn't sell it for a long time. And they said this. I asked them about it, and they said we are so concerned that we're making people sick, hmm. and we want to make sure that we get it right. So we're going to reformulate the bread, and when it's totally ready, and we're absolutely convinced that it's safe, we're going to put it back on the shelves. And that was what they did. And I was so impressed by that. That is impressive. Um, yeah, because a lot of companies don't or will put 
some, you know, Cheerios. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, a lot of things say gluten-free that, you know, are made with some things that aren't always careful. But, like, the glu- there's always the gluten-free aisle, which is, like, a handy place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just a lot of simple things you can just, just swap out if you know somebody's coming. I like that it's always been an open discussion with my family and that's made it a lot easier to be like you know okay well this is just I have to eat this way um it's nothing personal and okay so what can what can we do together to figure it out yes the discussion helps yeah it's definitely not personal I know um I've offended some people with my (laughs) requests before (laughs) and I don't even like to make requests anymore because I feel bad that they have to go out of their way or do something that's unfamiliar to them I think because people get into their routines and but I mean even if you don't like to bake or cook and you want to offer somebody something that's gluten-free there are pre-made gluten-free cookies and all kinds of things that you can put out during the holidays yeah and it means so much and you know if I have somebody over I always like to ask like what their dietary limitations are because sometimes people just don't eat things by choice whether it's an autoimmune disease or it just makes them not feel the greatest so we try to try to make a lot of different options, and you know we've always loved to experiment with however things taste. And you know I don't ever we like to bake things for our neighbor or something, and we never mention that they're gluten free. It's just just kind of how we cook, so uh-huh. it's never a thing, you know. And my right. family treats it that way, and it's it's really nice. That's cool. And um, Kroger, Meyer, what else in Defiance? I've gotten some things at Big Lots that are gluten-free. Uh, yes, they have had Bob's Red Milk mixes there yes. before. I've got my cornbread mix there. They have a whole section of Bob's Red Mill there now. I know. It's and they really also nice. Sell, yeah, they also sell coconut oil, like all kinds of different hey. coconut oils. They they sell the um, spray now, the coconut spray. I've seen that at the Dollar Tree, too. <laughs> I think you still have to watch for gluten in some of those. Some of them. But um, the ones that I found, I found one at Kroger and one at Big Lots that were um, gluten-free. So it's getting easier for sure. It is a lot easier. It's um, it's usually, there's something usually everywhere. It's You just have to look for it. The, right. The GF. Right, and both of our families now are dairy-free, too, and that could be a whole different episode about Uh, going dairy-free. I feel like that's harder than gluten. It's so hard. Um, Even my favorite gluten-free flours that I've used to make, like, my pies and stuff with all have milk powder in them, so it's been, we've... We've been experimenting a lot in the last couple of weeks to perfect my apple pie. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Oh, I will have to bring some over when I get it right. All right. <laughs> hey, I'd be happy to test the Taste rejects, it. Oh, yeah, too. there you go. I'll bring those, too. There's, There's been a... It, it's good, but there's some work to do. There's yeah, for sure it's tough, work. for sure. <laughs> I've been... I think pies are one of the hardest things to make. They're so hard, and gluten-free flour works so differently, Um, and it's been a lot of figuring out little tricks to make the textures that we like at home. Mm -hmm. And you are very 
um, picky baker <laughs> I in am. a good way. I am a picky baker. So I know, baker. like, if, if you think that it's good, it's probably way better than good. Yeah, well, I'm a perfectionist to a fault, so I, I will keep making things, and I will eventually just have to settle on it. And my pie this year has been one of those things. I'm, I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> So I want to know a little bit more about how you figure out how to do your cooking and baking gluten-free. And you were saying that you just like to take standard recipes and mm -hmm. convert them, which I know yes. takes some practice. It does take some practice. I think you have to get an idea that gluten-free dough does not look like regular dough. <laughs> it's a lot different. It's a lot stickier. So then you have to learn how to work with it. But there's a few different flours that are like cup for cup exchange, like one for one. I think Bob's Red Mill has a one for one. I haven't tried that one. Yes, they do. I have some of that. I haven't tried that one. Um, then there's cup for cup. That is one for one. And that's worked really well for me in the past. But has dairy so we don't use it mm -hmm. but then our current favorite is Pamela's Artisan which is a one for one and that I've used a lot because that makes the best consistency for like cream based soups or if you're going to make a pot pie for the filling to still be creamy but not gummy so I've used that a lot to make cream soups um, change and we're working on a pie crust for it so I'll look up a recipe for anything and I'll, it will be a gluten-filled recipe so then what I do is I'll change out the flour exactly for that recipe um, and if it seems like it's not holding together like for a pie crust I'll have to take out a tablespoon of the regular flour the Pamela's flour and put in a tablespoon of cornstarch because cornstarch helps things get stretchier and oh. it's easier to roll out and not break apart if you're trying to do a lattice crust or something like that. So it's a lot of been trial and error. And I used to make flour blends, and I don't. I just like to buy them at the store because really they they really do work pretty well. Mm -hmm. I used the King Arthur one recently, and it worked pretty well. I haven't tried that. I have some in my cupboard, and I haven't tried. But, like, there's, like, a really popular recipe for brownies on um, online that you look up best brownies, and it has all these reviews. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then I just change out the flour for Pamela's or and then the um, butter now for vegetable shortening like, mm -hmm. or um, an organic melt or something that's dairy-free. And they taste great. And it's... That actually tends to work out better for me than the certified gluten-free recipes that I look up. It just tastes good, and I don't really notice the difference. I don't know if it's been too long, or, <laughs> but nobody else notices the difference either. Uh -huh. So that seems to have been what's worked best for me. It's just playing with it and realizing that the dough's really sticky, and that's what you're going for. I think that cornstarch must be the missing key for me, because I can never quite get the consistency right and I try to add like more liquid or another egg but maybe I should try the cornstarch and sometimes thing. like um if I'm making it if it's a cake usually I'll need to add just like a little bit of extra liquid so it's pourable um and once it hits like a pourable stage then I know it's right um but for like pies and brownies 
it's usually a little bit of cornstarch. Just taking out a tablespoon of all-purpose gluten-free flour and putting in a tablespoon of cornstarch makes a huge difference in how stretchy it is. And then it tastes better at the end because it's a little bit more squishy and not so dry and flaky. <laughs> So that's your secret. Now yeah, cornstarch. <laughs> as long as it has the GF on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about restaurants in Toledo that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, Fowl and Fodder, you mentioned. I like Fowl and Fodder a lot. Um, I haven't gotten sick there. And they use local ingredients. I go to, I get a lot of my stuff at home from a farm in Paulding and um, they use their meats there so I like going there and the the food is really good the sandwiches are really good oh so Fowl and Fodder uses Canal Junction meats and cheeses oh I didn't know that I really have to go there yeah it's really good and my kids really like the menu and um, it it was I know they have two locations now I haven't been to their new one but we went to the old one and um, the girls really they had a whole little container of crayons and they sat there and colored and it was there was a lot of different options cool and they were mostly local which is really nice yeah I like that and um, you've had some luck with P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's. I love P.F. Chang's. They, you can get, I love their pork fried rice. They have, they, they have their own gluten-free plates and wok and they they give you a separate sauce and everything. Oh. And, um, I've never gotten sick there and they also usually have a gluten-free dessert. So yes. I went there. <laughs> and there's hardly anywhere I go these days where we can have any of the desserts. So that's yes. kind of fun to be able to get dessert once it in a while. It is really nice for us um, because I am a dessert kind of person. If I'm going to go out to eat, I like to do the whole thing. And um, finding that is always a bonus. Yeah, for sure. And then Biagi's, what do they have there? Well, they... <laughs> <laughs> Your face says it's like heaven on it earth. It is heaven. <laughs> oh my gosh, they have such good... Um, they have gluten-free pizza crust and gluten-free pasta that you can have. Um, my kids really like the gluten-free spinach fettuccine pasta. It's really good. Um, can you still do that being dairy-free? No, that's (laughs) probably not. We could probably, I could probably find something, but I don't know. Like they have a really good salmon and fish stuff there. That's fantastic. But I'm, we haven't tried it dairy-free because I'm not sure. That it would work. You know, their dessert option is creme brulee, and that's not happening. And, um, but if you don't have to be dairy-free, it is a fantastic cheesy place because their pizzas are amazing, and, um, I have never gotten sick there. And they even offer to do bread service as they bring, like, gluten-free bread that's been, like, buttered and has, um, garlic on it, and they bring that out, and you can dip that. So, it's... It feels, you feel pretty normal eating there. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Blaze Pizza, you were just telling me about this place, and it's set up like, kind of like a subway? Yeah, they kept calling it the the subway of pizzas. Um, So then they, they were super nice. They would, they offered to change their gloves and everything. They had a gluten-free dough. It wasn't like a pre-made crust. It was a dough that they flattened out, and you could just pick all your toppings from all the 
from an array of stuff, and it was really good for my daughter. They even had some vegan cheese, and we felt super normal eating there. Um, and it was absolutely delicious. It was probably some of the best pizza I've ever had. Um, their toppings were nitrate-free and really, really not too bad. And my daughter, who has to be dye-free, was able to have, you know, this orange lemonade, which usually we avoid stuff like that. But they didn't have any dyes. And um, that's her current favorite place to eat because she says their pizza is super good, even with the vegan cheese. And she gets to pick a drink and... That's my current favorite. <laughs> I love being able to say yes to my kids when yes. we go out to eat. Because I feel like I have to say no so often. And it kind of hurts my heart a little bit because they feel left out. And I, it's food is such a social thing. And, you know, and it's so nice to feel a part of. So then it's hard for, especially my oldest right now who ha- can't have dairy and she has definitely felt left out. And so we try to find places where she feels, you know, um, included. I think it's super important that she doesn't feel strange for the way she has to eat. It's more, oh, this is just our normal. And everybody mm-hmm. does things a little bit different. And, you know, we can always find a way to make it work and be happy with it. So that helps. Yeah. My my hope for my kids, especially my five-and-a-half-year-old, is that through all this pain that we're going through now, I hope that someday not only is she healthier and happier through this, through all this pain <laughs> that we're going through, but that she's more empathetic to other people that have special needs of any kind, you know, because she's been there. So that's my hope. I always try to focus on, like, what's the end game here? Like, she's going to be healthier, and, and we try to talk about that, like, this... In the long run, this is going to be the best thing for you. And she's still kind of young, and it's hard to understand. But I just always hope that, you know, I think it's worth it. But it's hard when you're little, and you just, you want what you have in front of you. It's hard to think about the future. It is hard. I think Aslan's kind of used to it. You know, she's she's always had to eat a little bit different. Um but the older she gets and the more we talk about it, she seems to really look at it as, oh, this is a way, you know, I can I can feel included with the people who do also have to eat different. And she was super excited to see your daughter and mention that they were both dairy-free now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's a support group at this house. <laughs> it really is. But then, you know, I think she, she notices that, you know, everybody's body works different. And she's really finds it important to take care of herself. And that's something that I do hope stays with her, too. You know, she she's making good choices based on how her body feels versus, you know, me telling her what's good for her or what you have to eat this way. She knows, oh, I can't do this because this is this is not how it's not worth it. You know, when uh-huh. we've eaten 10 cupcakes, the question I usually ask is, was it worth it? So speaking of whether it's worth it or not, you and I both have a little bit of a problem when we go into Organic Bliss. <laughs> and unfortunately, these places are all in Toledo. We live in Defiance, so it's kind of inconvenient, which maybe it's a blessing because... Oh, it's a blessing. And then when I go, I feel justified in my um, ridiculous amount. I walked out of... I went there yesterday, and I walked out with three boxes of treats. And it's justified because I won't be back there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's so nice to walk into a bakery and 
feels so normal. Like, I, I've always loved going to a bakery. There's something that makes me feel like a child when I walk in. And when my girls go in and I can be like, yes, you can have that. Yes, you can have that. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the best thing in the world. And so we end up leaving with a ridiculous amount of stuff. But their food is so good. And their vegan, gluten-free options and dye-free options are just... It's amazing. We, we got cut-out cookies yesterday that were these pretty leaves that were decorated with sprinkles and it was all dye free and vegan and gluten free and my daughter was just in heaven I mean we ate some there we ate some on the way home and it was it's really nice like that's a special thing like um I can share with them you know I can't it's not I don't have to make everything myself so it's a nice moment to be like oh let's just go in here and kind of you know and you can Enjoy pick it. and choose. Yes. It's not like, here's your gluten-free One option. option in the corner of the case. <laughs> yes. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have anything. And that place, the first time I walked in and saw everything, yeah. I'm like, it's all gluten-free. Like, I can have anything I want in here. I mean, I was... Uh, Matt was with me, and he's like, wow, you look really happy. I know. <laughs> that feeling is so, like, undescribable. It's such a happy moment. Like, oh, like, this is, like, my place. Like, this is my happy place. And I have that for my kids. And, you know, we we go and eat kind of ridiculously there. And it's, it's a good memory for my kids. Mm-hmm. Even my three-year-old knows about the bakery, and she's only been there twice. Um, it's really nice. And it's probably one of my favorite stops just because of the joy that comes from it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, it's worth it. That's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you get your sugar high and yes. you crash and you say it was worth it. Yeah, I had to pull my child out of there yesterday while she was doing a strange sugar dance, but it was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> So thank you so much for being here today. I think we covered a lot of ground. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I enjoyed the company without kids. I know. I guess that's what I was going to say, too, is this has just been so much fun. Yeah, thank you. The sunlight streaming in the window. We've got our tea. It was good. I made cookies. And those were amazing. Thank Thank you. you. That means a lot coming from you. Oh, they were good. And my cookies aren't, aren't even circular because I had to convert a recipe that was already converted to make it even friendlier for my family and the dough like you know how you put the (laughs) the pieces all together on the pan and then they just like slide together and they stick together yes well they were circular enough (laughs) and they tasted so good nobody cares (laughs) kind of light and and airy cookies i really like them those were keeper thank you for sharing yeah that was um if anybody wants to know it was a danielle walker um, I think it was from, I have two of her cookbooks and I get them confused. I think it was in the Celebrations cookbook. It's her chocolate chip cookie recipe, which I've made just the regular recipe of that before and it turned out great. And then these I made with um, hardly any sugar and um, replaced the shortening with coconut oil. So, and I used coconut sugar. And I don't like coconut and they were good. Yeah, they don't taste coconutty at all, I don't think. And the flour was almond flour. Well, there was like a combo. She has a combo of almond flour and um, like an all-purpose flour mixture. So I kind of did that. But it's mostly almond. 
So they turned out pretty good. It's all about playing with the recipe. Yeah. Wasting some ingredients sometimes, but other times you get winners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if they aren't pretty, they usually taste okay, so we eat it anyway. My but... kids never care about what they look like. It's a cookie. It's a cookie. That's all that matters. <laughs> right. Well, thanks again for being here. This is Thank really you. fun. Hi, I'm Adam, um, but you know that already. Um, real quick, I started a ToledoEats.com as a it's a locator map of downtown Toledo restaurants and bars. Basically everything downtown. I think there are 81 different places that are open or will be opening soon. Um, and just my general, I, I live in I live in South Toledo, but I like to play in downtown, so I kind of focus in that area a lot. Um, but yeah, just there's a you have a list of of some restaurants and there's a few others that I know that do gluten-free um like I, I'm personally focused more on I like local places so um so the number one newest place that I can think of that does gluten-free that just sounds awesome is a place called Pizza Kitten and Pizza Kitten is inside the Ottawa Tavern up on Adams Street I saw a post where they do um they, they have not just vegetarian and vegan options but they have they do a cauliflower crust pizza. So they're very aware that there is a need in the area for gluten-free places. And that's just, you know, it's Pizza Kitten in general is a pretty new place inside the Ottawa Tavern. Um, and it's super fun. Um, another place that has gotten a lot of recognition for gluten-free is your mom's house of eat on, um, on Michigan, across from a library. Uh, Chef Drew, runs that place and he does a fantastic job he's very conscientious of gluten-free and what people are looking for and not even just gluten-free but like if you're paleo or in any kind of special diet he's super aware of that and accommodates um very well he also does bicycle delivery in downtown Toledo which is pretty cool um yeah and, and everyone everyone in that place is, is super friendly and nice they're actually, um, it's a pretty small shop, but they're expanding. I don't know how soon they'll be opening, but it looks like they're going to probably double their space. Um, and I'm trying to think where else. So my favorite, favorite, favorite sushi place, which sushi, sushi is generally gluten-free, is Kango Sushi and Yakitori. They're over on the street in the warehouse district. Um, fantastic. And again, like, I think, so, Chef Kango is, he's the man, like he handles everything there and it's fantastic. Um, they also do yakitori, which is a super hot grill. I, I want to say it's like a thousand degrees. It's crazy hot and they do different things on skewers there. So it's not just fish, but they have chicken, they have pork, you know, they have other things than just, and, and, and Brussels sprouts, you know, they have all sorts of different types of things there and it's fantastic. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is that it seems like if you go to a locally owned restaurant, the person running the restaurant understands dietary needs more than, you know, a chain, you know, because the person that owns the place is more responsive, it seems like. So, like, there's Kango, like I mentioned. Um, I don't know. I don't think I said Grumpy's yet. Grumpy's is over on Huron Street. They do a great breakfast and lunch business. They have they have some new... Um, Forget. They have a new vegetarian burger, but they also do um, 
and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention also the original sub shop over on Broadway. Mo over there, I, I talked to her before this call and she has gluten-free bread as well as she can turn anything into a salad. Um, she has amazing soups. It's, it's fantastic. And it's a really fun atmosphere. Um, that one is called Original Sub Shop. I think where else that I love. Um, well, Balance, Balance Pan-Asian Grill. They do, it's amazing, I love it. And I know a lot of people downtown are super excited because they're gonna be opening a location here soon on Summit Street. Um, but they have a, they have locations, what, in Perrysburg, I think one, um, yeah, on Central, may have another, but I think that's just a bubble tea shop over on um, Secor by the university. I, you, do you know about Fowl and Fodder? Okay, so they have two locations. Um, one's on Central Avenue, like out towards Meyer, I believe, in Sylvania. And then they just opened about a month ago. They opened a location um, in downtown Toledo on Adams Street. They do um, some fantastic breakfast and lunch uh, type stuff. They're very aware of gluten-free options. Again, um, I believe it's Chef Scott. Uh, again, he's super, he's very aware of the need. There's tons. And, and in general, um, it seems like a lot of ethnic restaurants have options that are not, or that are gluten-free. You know, like um, whether it's different Asian foods, um, Mexican, you can get flour or, or corn tortillas instead of flour. Um, oftentimes, it seems like the more ethnic the food, the, the wider range of dietary needs can be met instead of just, you know, burgers and steak joints. The truth is um, I'm kind of selfish. Um, now, about, about seven years ago, so I've, I've worked downtown Toledo for about 12 years, and I found myself getting in a rut of going to the same couple of places for lunch all the time. But I knew there were other options, but when someone would say, hey, where do you want to go to lunch? I wouldn't, like, they wouldn't be at the top of my mind. So I just started making a little list for myself of places downtown. And I kind of, I put them on a Google map and that was sort of my reference sheet. And then maybe about a year ago, I shared it with a few folks and they said, well, why can't I go see this on a regular basis? Um, so this past, over um, the summer, I created the website ToledoEats.com, which so it's a, just a it's a locator map of all the restaurants downtown, and I personally use it as a reference to when someone says, "Hey, you want to you know grab something a bite after work, or you want to go somewhere for lunch?" I kind of scan down that list of different places just to remind myself of all the amazing spots we have downtown. And now with Romatica coming down here and some other places coming back to downtown, more and more places are opening up. Uh, the Chop House just opened, um, I think it was last weekend. Um, there's two new places in the Renaissance Hotel. There's a bar called The Heights, and there's Brim House. There's a Berry Bagel. Berry Bagel came back downtown. Um, as I mentioned, Balance, like there's a bunch of new places coming in. And so it was really just my reference guide that I kind of made public. Our social account, you know, I started social accounts and what I've learned is people like photos of food. So, <laughs> so like, and like I, I tried to get people to use the hashtag Toledo Eats, just that way I can reshare awesome food photos if you're into that sort of thing. 
Well, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate the time you took to um, talk through email and now on the podcast. And um, so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, can they do that through ToledoEats.com? You got it. Yeah, there's a little contact form. Um, Feel free to drop me a line or uh, I don't know, tweet at me or Instagram, I think. Like I'm pretty responsive on social platforms, but yeah, go to the website. I would love it. I'd love any kind of feedback. I'm trying to improve it all the time. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on today. It was my pleasure. All right. That's Adam Hansen from ToledoEats.com. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. If you'd like to join the conversation or see pictures and videos, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Thrive Tribe 419. You can find show notes from today's episode or listen to more episodes at tt419.buzzsprout.com or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you left a review wherever you listen to the show. Leaving reviews helps others find us and lets them know that we're the real deal. And it lets me know that you've been enjoying the show and that I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and keep thriving.